We are taking a look at Zara Shimshon Jrush Gimel in Parshas Ekev. So the Pasuk says, If you're going to say in your heart, and here Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Jewish people who are uh, about to go into Eretz Israel, and they're going to be facing wars, they're going to be facing battles, they're going to be facing nations that they are meant to conquer in possession of Eretz Israel. And Moshe is saying to the Jews, If you're going to say inside of your heart, that maybe these these nations are more numerous than myself. How am I going to be able to fight them and drive them out if they're much if they're much greater than us? There are more of these nations than us. And the pasuk goes on to say that we shouldn't be afraid. Why should we not be afraid? Because we are meant to remember what Hashem did to Parah and Mitzrayim. So the simple understanding is, if you remember that, you remember all the nisim that Hashem did for you when you left Mitzrayim, so then you can be guaranteed and secure that He will be able to help you and assist you drive out these nations again. So it seems that the Pasuk is speaking to the Jew who is too insecure, nervous about the fact that the nations are too numerous, and the Pasuk is comforting that Jew and saying, don't be afraid of their numbers. So the Zerushimshon is bothered. Kasha. It seems that the Jew here in the Pasuk and Parsha Sekev is concerned that he's from the minority and he doesn't have the strength to fight. But yet, we found in Parsha's Va'etzchanan, just one week earlier, and one week earlier, it seems that the Pasuk is telling the Jew just the exact opposite. It's saying, that the Pasuk said before, Don't think that the reason why Hashem chose you is because you are more numerous. Meaning, it sounds like it's speaking to the Jew who might be thinking, the reason Hashem believes me, the reason Hashem chose me, the reason I am part of that Am Hanivchar is because I am from the numerous of nations, because Klai Yisrael is so big and great. And the Pasuk there had to say, you should know that that's not the truth. You are not chosen necessarily because you are from the more numerous of people, but rather the pshat is, you are from the fewest of peoples, and still HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose you because He loves you, as the Pasuk goes on to say, and furthermore, because He made an oath to your ancestors that He would take care of you. So the question that the Zeratzimshun is bothered by is, what is the perception of the Jew? Before Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to us, what do we think? Do we think we are from the more numerous of nations, or do we think that we are from the fewer of the nations? What do we think? Last week it sounded like we would think that we are from the more numerous of nations, and Moshe Rabbeinu was telling us, no, you shouldn't think that way. You shouldn't make the mistake of thinking you are from the more numerous of nations. And in this week's parsha, it sounds like somebody is going to be thinking to themselves, I'm nothing. I'm just from a, a nation that has no one in it. I'm, 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 I'm just one of many. And the nations are more numerous than me. And Moshe Rabbeinu has to comfort us and say, no, 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 don't be afraid, even though you're from the, the small minority. So the question is, why is our perception shifting so much from Parshas Veschanan to Parshas Ekev? How come in Parshas Veschanan we would think that we're from the greatest, and here we would think we're from the smallest? And he goes on to say, Maybe you could say a very simple answer. Initially, we thought that we were the greatest. Then Hashem said, no, you're not the greatest. So now once we're told we're not the greatest, and now we get all insecure, maybe we're nothing. And now Hashem has to, has to comfort us. 
But says the Zerah Shimshon, that's not the understanding. If that was the shot, then this Pasuk should have been immediately after the Pasuk in last week's parasha. Tekef Sha'amar Lomi Rebchem, immediately after the Pasuk says, it's not because you're more numerous, and we are informed that we're from the fewer of the nations, then the Pasuk should have addressed. It should have said at that point, despite the fact that I'm telling you now that you're from the fewest of the nation, still, do not fear them. You should remember instead what Hashem did to power in all of Mitzrayim. How can we have all this interruption between the Pesukim? If the, really the sequence goes that initially we thought we were the greatest and then we were pushed back down and now that we were pushed down, we think we're nothing. And then Hashem is saying, no, I can still pick you up. You still have to believe in yourself. So then this Pasuk here in Parshas Ekev should have immediately followed that Pasuk in Parshas Veskan. And why the interruption? Va'od, furthermore, the Zerah Shimshon is bothered by, the, far, by the, the language of your heart. It sounds like because you're contemplating something, because you're working something through in your emotions, that's why you're bothered by this. Why in your heart? furthermore, And then he, he asked us a, such a simple, amazing question. Why would any Jew have ever thought that the Jews are the greatest of the people? We're only a single nation. There are 70 nations in the world. Why would we think that the more we are the most numerous of nations. Why did Hashem and Patras Veskhanan even have to bother saying this novelty, you're not the greatest of nations? Why would we ever why would a Jew ever think that he's from the greatest nations? So maybe we can answer. They knew they weren't more than any of the other nations combined, but they thought that the Jewish nation was more than any other single nation. Maybe our singular Jewish nation is bigger than any other single nation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Amalem and Hashem was responding, that we don't consider the size of the Jewish nation relative to any other individual foreign nation. Rather, that you're the fewest of all the other nations together. All the other nations collectively. Meaning, don't think of yourself as being the greater nation because you're bigger than any other single nation, but rather you should think of yourselves relative to all the other nations together, in which case you are not more numerous. However, the Zerah Shimshon doesn't tell us why he doesn't like this answer, but he doesn't really like that give and take, that you would think compare yourselves to any other single nation, and then we're being told, no, compare yourselves to all the other nations in a cumulative way, um, collectively. And now the Zerah Shimshon, therefore, is going to give us a different approach about what, and again, we have a lot of issues to address, but the basic one is, why would the Jew have ever thought that he was from the most numerous of nations, if there are obviously clearly more nations in the world, and then we're struggling with the contradiction between Parshas Veschan and Parshas Ekev, whether the Jew is coming and thinking he's from the most more numerous or from the less numerous of nations. And we're also in the third question, struggling to understand what's the language when you're going to say inside of your heart. What does it have to do with your heart specifically? Now the Zerah Shimshon gives us an approach. And there's a b'raisa in Mesachas Avodah Zarah that has a machlokas tanoim. When there's a dispute, he has, Do we follow the opinion that is greater in their wisdom and knowledge, or do we go after the majority? What is more compelling in halacha, a majority or a greater amount of wisdom? We find the same thing in, in the first parak of Yavamas, where we have the dispute between Beishamah and Beishillel. Beishamah is considered to be the smarter, sharper students, whereas Beishillel is considered to be the more numerous. So the question is, do we paskin? How do we work? There's an opinion that Beishamah followed their view and paskin practically liked their opinions, and another view says that they bent towards the majority. 
What's the reasoning of the opinion that Beishamai does like their own opinion? Because even though Beishamai had the majority, we say the idea is you only follow the majority if the two sides have the same amount of intellect. But if Beishamai had the sharper mind, so the sharper mind can outweigh a majority. Therefore, there's an idea that you go after the sharper mind to outweigh a majority. You find the same thing about a sick patient on Yom Kippur. And we're not sure how sick he is. Is he so sick that he needs to eat on Yom Kippur to save his life? So there's an interesting question. What happens if some doctors say yes and some doctors say no? That, but, but, so there are some doctors who are on the majority and some doctors who are stronger in their intellect. They just are better medically. So who do we follow? The majority of the doctors or the doctors who know more? So the Torah that is a dispute. So our opinion is that you follow the doctors who are considered to have more uh, in wisdom of the science. Even if it outweighs a majority of doctors, if the majority is not as wise as the minority, then you might follow the minority of the doctors. So now we can see that we have a conflict sometimes about what to follow, a greater amount of wisdom or a greater amount of people. So this is exactly what's going through the Jewish people's minds here. Originally the rationale of the Jewish mind, back in Parshas Vayeschanan, of course, they knew that literally the other nations of the world were the majority. There are more gener- there are more nations than the Jews. In Kozen, nonetheless, they thought that literal majority is insignificant because Adarabah to the opposite. Yisro we should be considered as if we are greater. We have the greater wisdom, and we know we have the greater wisdom because the pasuk says. The Jewish people are described as being this great nation of wisdom. So if we have the greater wisdom, and we know that the principle that a minority that has more wisdom can outweigh a literal majority of people, so the Jewish people will think to our to themselves, we are considered the greater part. We are the greater part of the world because even though there are literally more people than us, but we have the greater power. We have the greater power because we have more wisdom. This is what the perception, the original mistake that the Jew might think. The Jew might think that they are the greater part because they have the greater intellect. To that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, you got this wrong. Lo mirubchem, you are not considered to be the robe. You are not considered to be the greater amount. Now we have to understand why were the Jewish people wrong? If we do in fact see that a minority that is greater wisdom can outweigh a literal majority. So what was wrong with the Jewish people's thought? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yishev the Jewish people, HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to them, Adin Inokin, the Allah practically is not like that. Even though there is an opinion that we go after the minority that is greater in wisdom, but the halacha is not that way. And we know that we go after Basil. Why do we go after Basil? Because he was the majority. Even though Beishamai was a minority that was greater in wisdom, but we still follow the majority. Or at least it's a, it's a 50-50. In other words, we don't conclude that the minority who has the greater amount is stronger. It's at least a 50-50. It's a halachic dach. Like the Posen tell us, in the case with the doctors on Yom Kippur, that where there's a minority of doctors saying one way and they have greater wisdom and the majority of doctors are saying otherwise, um, then it's at least a matter of doubt and out of doubt he should break his fast.
This what the pasuk is saying. You're not considered to be more. You are considered the fewer, even though you have the greater wisdom. You are superior in the wisdom, but the other nations are more significant because they are more numerous. And now, what Hashem went on to tell them is that why did Hashem choose you? If it's not because you're greater in wisdom, it's not that your stronger minority outweighs the literal majority. So then, what's the shot? So now we're, we're we're left wondering what is the reason why God, in fact, chose the Jewish people? Why are we superior? It's not that we have a rove; we don't have the the majority, and even our wisdom cannot outweigh cannot outweigh the literal majority. So then why, in, in fact, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu believing in us? So it says, because Hashem loves us. So what does it mean that it's because Hashem's love? Give me avas Hashem. How do we understand that? So the Zerah Shimshon is going to introduce to us, and this is the brilliance of this drush, that there's another uh, halachic concept besides for rov, and that concept is called karov. When something is close in proximity, if something is close in proximity to something else, then we assume that this separated item came from the closer source. And he gets into this. The reason I chose you and not the other nations, even though they're greater in numbers, because you're closer to me. What does the Pasuk say in Tehillim? We are from the we are from the nation that is Karov, that is close to God. And the idea of the Gemara and Baba Vasa Rov Karov If there's a conflict between the two great axiomatic ideas, do we follow majority? If I have something separated, I don't know if it came from the majority or if it, or if it came from something which was closer. I go after the Karov. There's an idea of going after what is close. The concept is in the Gemara in uh, in Baba Basra, If I have a bird and I don't know, you know, where the bird came from, did it come from a close chicken coop, or do I assume it came from the majority of the birds of the world? So there, there's a achloka. Do I go after the rove? Most of the birds in the world don't belong to the owner of the chicken coop that was close. Or do I go after the karov? Do I go after the closer chicken coop and assume that if I have a bird that's separated here, it probably came from the closest source? And it's a dispute. Do I go after rove? Do I have to go after karov? So I call the Shabbat who is saying it's not shot clouds so you're a rove you really are a meat you're a minority you, even with your wisdom you're still a minority but the real answer is that you're karov you're close to me you're close to me because of the fact that we follow the torah and mitzvahs and therefore it's a warning because if you don't listen you won't maintain that closeness then i'll be forced to follow the majority again so the only reason why hashem is chosen in us believing in us following us so to speak is because we have the power of karov so if you have the power but the power of karov we have to maintain that closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Otherwise, Hashem will just go after the rove, so to speak, uh, of the other nations in the in the world. And now he gets into this halacha. says, When there's a conflict between the principle of majority and the, the principle of closeness. said, you go after the majority. Even though both principles come from the Torah, and the place where we see the Torah saying you after the principle of closeness is by Egla Arufa. The Torah says you measure the dead body to the closest city and assume it came from there. We still go after the majority. So if you let's say in that example we give, you give a, a, a bird between the dovecoats. So if the dovecoats are of different sizes, so do I go, uh, so we do we assume it came from the dovecote that had more birds, or do we assume that it came from the closer dovecote? So Reb Hanino holds you go after the one that had a majority, uh, the one with more birds. Majority goes is greater than closeness. Whereas Master Reb Zera, Reb Zera disagrees. Reb Zera holds that we go after closeness more so than majority. And when Tosis analyzes the dispute, do we go after Rover Karov? He explains 
that uh, the Rabchanina Azina Basar Rov, that Rabchanina's opinion that we go after the majority, even if there's a closeness which is so clear, it's apparent, meaning there's it's not just it's not random that it was happened to be a little bit closer. But the the, the, the it, let's say the source, the dovecote that had the majority was much farther from the found item. It seems much more unlikely that it's gonna come from the majority. Rabchanina still holds that you go after the majority. And the opinion that you go after the closeness. A Rav who argued with Reb Chanina over Kiyika he maintains that you go after Karov because it's more clear. In other words, where the dove code we had the minority of birds, but it was much closer to the bird that was found. That's where you go after it. Ayin Shum. In other words, the point that he's trying to bring out is that the principle of following Karov isn't just because it happens to be it's a little bit closer. It's because there's Korva de Muchach. There's something which is making it compelling as a demonstrative idea of being close. It's clearly closer. So when it's distinctly, it's clearly closer, that's where the element of the dispute is. That's where we have Rav saying, that's where we have Rav saying that we go after the Karov. And we have Reb Hanina who is saying that we go after the rope. So if we apply that Bederach Jerush to Ka'a Yisrael, we need to maintain our Korva Demuchach, our, our feeling of being very close with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where it's clear that we're close to God. If it's clear that we're close to God, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu can choose us even though we are not the majority because Rov Karov, we can go after the Karov. And that is the meaning of the Pasuk. It's because Hashem loves you. What's the idea of love? The Pasuk goes on to say you are holy. Because of that, Hashem chooses you. Kolomar, what these Pasuk are coming to say is that thematically, the Fisha Atem Krovim, you're closer to me. It's because of this. That God gives showers upon us all the blessings in our closeness. So now we've explained so well what the Psukim and Vaschanan were doing. Originally, the Jew would think he's from the majority because he has the greater superior wisdom. Hashem says that is not the MS because the literal majority outweighs the superior wisdom. But rather, it's because of the fact that we are close. We are the Karov. So now everything is clear. We are the Karov. So God is going to believe in us. So what's going on now here in Parsha Zekev? So here we continue this line of thinking. This isn't accepted. How do we paskin? We actually paskin like Reb Chanina. Even if there is a clear, distinct karov, where it seems that everything, all the evidence is pushing at that we go after the thing which is closer. Actually, the halacha is that you go after the rov. It says that in Shulchan Aruch. The case is a barrel line found in a Jewish person's vineyard, and it's surrounded by other vineyards but belong to Goyim. I and Sham that the Shulchan Aruch says that we have to go and assume it's Nesach wine because we go after the more numerous Gayim and we don't assume that it was belonged to the Jewish owner even even though it's closer. We Paskin, you go after the row VM Cain. What's going on in Pasha Zeschana? That Hashem says, I choose you because you're closer to me. Hashem still should have followed the majority. Shehima Umos, they're the more numerous nations. You're going to think in your heart, meaning you're going to say, wait a second, what did I accept so easily? Hashem's going to believe in me because he loves me, because I'm closer. But Rov Karov, really, the Allah is you go after the Rov. Your heart contemplates that dispute, and it says, wait a second, we paskin that and you're going to think that these promises that God made are no good just the opposite I'm forced to follow the majority majority is over closeness now that you contemplate you're going to think about your heart now you're going to be afraid you're going to be afraid of them because they are the majority Hashem answers don't be afraid 
The promise I made to you is not only because about how close you are. There's another reason that we're going to learn in Parshas Ve'ekev. You're going to learn something else. You have to remember what Hashem did to Mitzrayim. What does this mean? You have to remember what Hashem did to Mitzrayim. How is this going to satisfy us? Again, if our problem is that if we pass and rove the car of halach acha harov, so even if Yisrael is car of Hashem, still going to follow the rove. So then, how are we meant to be comforted by the fact that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim? The answer is, what does it say in Shulchan Aruch? Again, we learn halach acha harov, but still it says that there is a case where there was a wine cellar in a Jewish neighbor. In a Jewish neighborhood, meaning it's a distinctively Jewish neighborhood, and there's a thief who touched the wine, and we don't know was the thief a Jewish, a Jew, and therefore the wine is not Yain Nesach, or was the thief, uh, was he a non-Jew, and the wine is Yain Nesach? So what do we say? Normally we say Rovikar Rov. So if Rov, you have to assume he's a non-Jew, and the wine is no good. Is no good. What does it say? If the Jews have their own private neighborhood, and there's no road that the Gaim used to get through that goes through that Jewish that Jewish neighborhood, then what is the halacha? You go after the people in the neighborhood because you don't identify with the people outside the neighborhood. The neighborhood is its own neighborhood. That's only true if the rov has passageway inside of that neighborhood. But if there's a distinctively Jewish neighborhood unto itself, then I say the Jewish neighborhood is its own place and in this Jewish neighborhood I'm not assuming that there were non-Jews around. Because of Taz Bashak, the Taz and the Shach explain it that way. Even though we say that we follow the majority, even if there's a demonstrative closeness, we still go after Rov. But it's different if in this case um, in this case of the distinctively Jewish neighborhood, we go after the Jews. Shamud who moved over Atmo, here the Jewish neighborhood is separated from the rest of the region. And therefore, we don't identify at all the story with this wine cellar together with the robe of the world. Ad that is the quote of the Shulchan Aruch and the Poskin. So if so, do not be afraid of the other nations. Remember what happened with Paro. The great test with everything that you saw. What are we meant to remember? When Hashem first chose us in Mitzrayim, how did we live in Mitzrayim? We lived in our own secluded neighborhood. We lived in Goshen. And that was our identifying characteristic in Mitzrayim, that we didn't blend with the rest of Egypt. We remained in our own neighborhood. We were separate. The primary miracle of the Makos was, it wasn't that God punished the Mitzrayim. It was the fact that the Jews were not in the same neighborhood. And therefore, the punishment only happened to the Mitzrayim and not to the Jews. The idea was that it was only against the Jews and it was only against the Mitzvah and not against the Jews. That's repeated in the Pasuk, in the Psukim in Va'era, that only in the land of Goshen where the Jews were, there was no there was no bar, there was no hell. I set apart the land of Goshen again and again. The idea was that the Jewish people were saved because they were distinct, they were in their Jewish neighborhood. Now we can understand before again the Jew thought he was the rove. Hashem told us you're not the rove, even though you're smart. Really, you're the Mir. Ah, really, the Pshad is your Karov, and Hashem loves you because of that. Now you're going to say, but wait a second, the Halach is Kisomar Vlavavcha, Varov, the Teretz is, but you have to remember Mitzrayim. You have to remember that if you're in your own Jewish neighborhood and that you're distinct and that the rove doesn't affect where you are, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be able to still be bolcher in you and go after the Karov. How is he going to be able to go after the Karov if the Halacha is normally go after the majority? The answer is because the majority does not 
affect where the Jew is in his own private neighborhood. And if the majority is not affecting that place, then Hashem just sees that closeness that he has to us, that distinct Jewish neighborhood, and that is what protects us. And all of this is reflected in the words to remember what Hashem did to us when he took us out of Mitzrayim and the language about the way he took us distinctly from the land of Goshen.